Live from Smitty1.com Studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Well, 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 we're back again to talk a little Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Arizona Cardinals, uh, fantasy football news and notes uh, trickling around newswires. If you missed it earlier, DeAndre Hopkins is out six games due to uh, violating the NFL's performance-enhancing drug policy. That means Hollywood Brown season is in full effect, so get ready for Hollywood Brown season. The question is, is Hollywood Brown going to be a top 11 to 12 to 13 overall wide receiver in 2022 fantasy football, or at least the first six games? Or will he be overdrafted? Is he is he hard-pressed to get inside the top 10, 11, 12 of fantasy football wide receivers 2020? Drop your comment below. Let's get right to the, the Instagram voicemails. Hey, Smitty. With the news of DeAndre Hopkins getting suspended the first six games, does that open the door at all for Rondell Moore, or do you kind of have a wait-and-see approach with him? Get Rondell Moore on his horse, James. Get him on his horse, Jimmy boy. We appreciate Jim dropping the voicemails. I like your fast delivery today. You're quite you're quite on the point on point uh, with your your voice message. What's up, Smitty? I know that you were a Tony. fan of uh, Gibson last year and a little bit also, I believe, this year. But what do you think about this Robinson guy that they drafted in the third round? Um, they didn't have a pick until late fourth round, so it was kind of a reach on him. But do you think they like this guy for future every down use, or do you think he's going to be strictly just a backup? Good question. You guys are on point today. Uh, Rondell Moore, let's, let's, go to, let's go back to that real quick, and then we'll talk about Gibson. So Rondell Moore, I'll put him on screen. Uh, I love Rondell Moore. Guy benches... Uh, as much as as linebackers, the guy squats 600 pounds and he's five foot seven, five foot eight. He's a refrigerator. He's built like a not a mini fridge, like a regular refrigerator. This dude is short, but he's stocky. He's big. He can be a wide back. He can play that Debo Samuel type role. Not necessarily up the gut. Even Debo Samuel shouldn't be running up the gut in the gaps trying to trying to become a running back. You don't want that for Debo. Debo's bigger, he's thicker, he can he can handle that a little bit more than a Rondell Moore, but wide back doesn't necessarily mean you're running up the middle. It means that you're getting the ball in the hands of the wide receiver, turning him into a running back at the line of scrimmage even if it's out wide, and because you trust this talent to navigate from the line of scrimmage on Versus trying to get the ball in the hands of the wide receiver 7 yards downfield, 15 yards downfield. You literally are saying, we're better off getting the ball to the player now and letting them navigate the open space versus trying to create a play for the wide receiver. Rondell Moore can be a wide back in that sense. And you can put him, you can you can give him jet sweeps. You can give him all kinds of, uh, of those uh, short little tosses that turn into runs statistically on the stat sheet. Because maybe he steps back behind the line of scrimmage, one yard catches the pass, and it counts as a run if it's a, if it's a behind if the quarterback's thrown behind him. So that's why in a lot of Debo's uh, stats, you see people like complaining about how Debo's got 1,400 yards. Does he? Does he really have 1,400 receiving yards when he has 300 something total uh, additional rushing yards? When technically speaking. He caught the ball, but because it was it was tagged as a as a rushing stat, you're gonna 
hold that against Debo and act like what Debo's doing out wide, one yard behind the line of scrimmage, two yards behind the line of scrimmage, is not him catching the football or playing a wide receiver role. I absolutely love Rondell Moore. I wasn't sure, to be honest, where he was going to fit in with the acquisition of Hollywood Brown. And I admit, I was critical of the Arizona Cardinals on draft day when they traded the 23 overall pick for Hollywood Brown. But clearly, they knew what was going on. And I, I, I kudos to the, to the Arizona Cardinals. Kudos to my Cardinals for knowing what time it was and knowing they needed to get in a seasoned veteran now and not draft a guy to develop. Here I'm thinking, here we all are thinking that Hopkins is going to play the first six games of the 2022 NFL season. But the Cardinals knew, I think the Cardinals knew, this This might be already breaking, but I think the Cardinals knew what was up. They made a they made a move for Hopkins. It was a fantastic move, or they made a move for Hollywood. It was a fantastic move by the Cardinals to, to get Hollywood Brown, uh, a player that, that, that Kyler knows already very well. The rapport is already there. It's a good move. And to be honest, like the more I've thought about this and stepped back from the situation, I don't think the I don't think the Cardinals are hurt that much. I mean, I like Hopkins on the field. I'll be excited when he returns. But when you think about it, the Cardinals getting Hollywood Brown, like even if they traded, let's say, Hollywood Brown straight up for Hopkins, like I would make that trade given that Hollywood Brown's younger, um, Hopkins is older. Like when you think about it, you already were getting an additional player, and now we're we're getting Hopkins removed from the roster, but for only six games, it's not the entire season. Things aren't that different than they were walking into like February when we didn't think we had Hollywood Brown on roster. So I don't know. The more I think about it, the more there aren't enough footballs to go around for for Hollywood, Hopkins, Rondell Moore to really consume and become you know, even two players that are going to produce amazing stats. One of them will, and then the other one will kind of be inconsistent, like in the case of of Hopkins and and Brown being on the field at the same time. Now, you take Hopkins out of the equation, Hollywood's going to eat full-course meals every week. He's going to be a PPR monster. Who's to say he can't be top five or six in the NFL in receptions through the first six weeks? He might very well be Kyler Murray's safety net. And he's a hard wide receiver to contain. He's one of those guys that if you put him in the slot, run him all over the field, uh, and, and just don't run him in one uh, out of one roll, you're gonna you're gonna make it hard for defenses to double him. And he's gonna be really really slippery all over the field. And he's gonna catch a lot. Yeah, some of them might be short passes, but that's fine because you want to get the ball in his hands as quick as possible so he can maneuver and make moves. And, and, and make decisions before the defense can even close in on the dude. He's going to slip around all over the field. I'm really excited about the Cardinals 2022 season. If Kyler can continue to keep his mind right and continue to, to head down the same path he's going on right now, which is he turned 180 degrees around from where he was earlier. He's, he's getting focused. I still worry about Kyler. I still worry about him staying healthy. I still worry about his mentality. But he seems to be wanting to to come to work. He got his boy, Hollywood Brown, on the roster. This is a move for Kyler. And it makes so much sense after the fact. Knowing that Hopkins is, is out six games. Believing that the Cardinals knew this information when they made that Hollywood Brown trade. It makes so much sense. It does. And, and, and the Cardinals will be okay. Uh, so that, that's how I feel about But Rondell Moore... Um, to answer your question, ultimately, I think Rondell Moore could have a very 
good fantasy wide receiver 3-4 season. I don't know that you draft him to be your cemented in wide receiver 3, but I think you draft him to potentially, you know, hope for really high-end wide receiver 3 numbers from a, a player that you're you're getting as your 4 or 5. Nobody should be drafting Rondell Moore as their wide receiver 3 right now. I don't think the uh, value will be there. As for the question of Brian Robinson to the Washington football team commanders. Uh, Robinson is, let me put him on screen here. Brian Robinson is an interesting prospect. Uh, kind of reminds me of a Josh Jacobs though. Uh, I, I, which, you know, some will say that's good, but it's just, it's just as was stated by NBC sports on, on a report. I saw it's just yet another reason to doubt um, Gibson. Another reason to go running away from Antonio Gibson. Now they've got Brian Robinson. They already have Jarrett Patterson. They already have JD McKissick who returned. We thought he was gone then he comes back. There is zero reason to invest in Antonio Gibson this year. And if you own him you better sell him high if you can even do so anymore. Because there's, there's too many running back options on this roster. And when you take into account that Gibson doesn't have that running back like pedigree and resume coming out of college, you've got to be ultra worried that he didn't do it last year. He doesn't have the, the track record at the college level of being a full-time workhorse. The dude literally pulled in, I believe, under 40 receptions in college and ran the ball under 40 times in college you're talking about 60 plus total rushes and receptions between the two categories in his college career that's 30 something rushes 30 something receptions that is that is all the dude did in college that is not a big workload he comes into the nfl surprisingly does very very well I was even ultra impressed by this team, the Washington then football team, who had this kid exploding without a track record in college. And it was it was amazing. I gave them a lot of credit. I said, Washington, how you saw that this guy had uh, elite ability, running back one ability at the NFL level when he had no resume whatsoever in college, when you, when you take that into account. 30-something receptions, 30-something rushes, that was it. Now Brian Robinson's here? No thank you. I'm not going near that. That's absolutely a disaster waiting to happen, Gibson, in 2022. Hey, do you believe the reporters or Aaron Rodgers? When Aaron signed my contract and thought Devontae was coming back. Let me repeat that. I hit the mute button on accident. Hey, Smitty, do you believe... The reporters or Aaron Rodgers when Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee and said, and I quote, I signed my contract and thought Devontae was coming back. So I, I talked about this. I talked about this when it happened. I said, I remember your boy Smitty said this. I said, there's no way Aaron Rodgers expected uh, Devontae Adams to be gone. And, and everybody said that I was crazy, that it was already confirmed. Reports came out that said Aaron Rodgers knew this could this was probably going to happen. I bet you Aaron Rodgers knew that he was unhappy, wanted out. But we certainly didn't know. We certainly didn't know at all. At all. That, that I think Aaron Rodgers didn't know that this was going to happen the way it happened and as fast as it happened. I think Aaron Rodgers thought there was definitely a potential 
a potential that, that this could end badly, whatever. But the Packers just literally just, I think, sold Aaron Rodgers out. Now, Aaron Rodgers has gone on Pat McAfee since then and not bashed the, the team. He's, he went on uh, after day one of the NFL draft as a part of the the process. He was like, yeah, w-, you know, didn't feel like there was a, 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 a round one grade wide receiver left. And he was like a part of it. He wasn't like, oh, they, they did it to me again. He was like, we looked at it like he was involved in actually passing on a wide receiver in round one. Now, they came back and grabbed the guy I would have said to grab. I think it was like pick 28, 27 whatever pick the Packers had, the second of the two picks in the first round, I would have taken Watson there. So they still got their guy. Like, the Packers did great. It was one of those, like, almost disasters, near misses, and they ended up getting Watson. But I said from the beginning, there's no way Aaron Rodgers would have come back had he known that that, that Adams was gone. Like, maybe there's a small possibility that Adams could create a, a fuss and they end up having to trade him, whatever, even though he didn't have leverage. You know, he could have sat out, you know, like you don't have a lot of leverage as a player when you're either franchise tagged or especially have another year left on your contract. You have a little more wiggle room when you're when you're tagged because you're technically not under contract. You're franchise tagged and you have to sign your tender or not sign your tender. So it's not like you're unless he already signed it or whatever. But my point is you have a little more leverage when you're tagged. But you still, if the team wants you to play on the tag, you can sit out and miss all your money, but you ain't going anywhere. You're not getting anything by sitting out. You're only losing money. Plus, usually the tag is such a high number. Even though the the player wants a long-term deal when they're tagged and they want more security, you're you're still not going to say no to to the top five average salaries of the NFL at that position even if it's for one year, because guess what? You still either have that money or you don't. And a year later, what are you going to walk out of that situation without, let's say in Devontae Adams' case, like a $26, $27, 28000000 dollar amount, whatever the franchise tag is for the wide receiver. It, they could have kept him if they wanted to. Aaron Rodgers got screwed in that situation. and and but But Watson's pretty good. We'll see how he does. Mr. B says, oh yeah, it's strange not hearing you talking about Gibson Smitty it's strange not hearing you talking about Gibson I don't know what that means Mr. B Gibby was your boy not really Mr. B I'm not that big on Gibby I haven't been that big on Gibby I kind of liked him last year we kind of went back and forth depending on the value there's some injury concern we all got cautious with him I had a lot of videos on hey back off on Gibby then I had videos of maybe investing Gibby we all didn't know where to value him last season uh, but but no he's not my boy he's not the guy that I absolutely love absolutely not um, Hopkins let the Cardinals down says Aaron I, I agree but you know what? Hollywood Brown's here. It's Hollywood Brown season. Let's go Hollywood. Let's go Hollywood. What was he thinking? I don't know, Aaron. I don't know what Hollywood or what uh, what Hopkins was thinking. Appreciate all these messages. Let's get to uh, the other voice messages. This is Justin. How's this, meeting? Just wondering if... Are you on a plane? Undrafted free agent. The Steelers signed... Running back. Bro, I... Could have a chance to be the handcuff for Najee Harris. Are you in a fountain, bro? Right on, bro. Hold on. 
are you inside a fountain? Like, did you like climb inside of a water fountain? I have no idea what you're saying. Durant. Okay, uh, Mateo. Mateo has to know about Mateo. Uh, let me pull up some information on him. Mateo, running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mateo Durant. What a great name. Mateo. Uh, 5'11", 196 pounds. 2,058 yards, grabbing 363 Yards through the air, 20 combined touchdowns in his uh, in his two years as a Blue Devil. Um, 1,241 yards, nine TDs in his senior season. I mean, yeah, he, he looks okay. I'll be honest, I didn't do a lot of pre-draft scouting on him because Mateo Durant wasn't on a lot of radars. Let's just be honest. Um, but you know, it, it, like Cuff, could he could he climb up and become the top Cuff to Najee Harris, yeah, but I I don't know that uh, I don't know that I'm like I don't have my radar going off like this is Mateo it's Mateo season like we don't want it to be Mateo season we want it to be Najee season but keep an eye on Mateo and uh, may, maybe he climbs up boards let's see if Asher's in a fountain pick it to Pickens baby Smitty just wondering if you're gonna stack the uh, new Steelers tandem. And also, what do you think of Calvin Austin? Uh, get... Probably a special teams player, but could serve as a fourth or slot receiver. Thanks. Yeah, maybe. But am I stacking? Am I stacking Pickens to pick it? Pick it to Pickens? Am I stacking it like it's like it's a hot commodity? Like number one, I don't know if Pickett. I mean, Pickett will probably start games. Let's be real. Like I, I don't believe Mitchell Trubisky will probably be the guy. Um, Pickens could end up becoming the number two there. In a year or so, uh, let's say Deontay's gone. Um, you know, certainly Clay Claypool's injury prone. Like, could Pickens grab his spot because he can't stay healthy, or if Deontay's elsewhere in a year uh, or a year and a year or two, but a year? Uh, yeah, I mean, Pickett to Pickens could be in deeper dynasty a very nice, you know, situation to grab. It could be. I'm not really banking on it. I have more players that interest me that are available better situations to start targeting than those two but you're not wrong for liking it it definitely could could turn into something um guys if you want to call in call into the show call, call, call into the show 602-635-3664 otherwise known as 602 nfl dong you heard the dong bell at the end of that, so dial into the show right now. Your boy Smitty is answering all of your calls. So dial in 602 NFL Dong. The phone lines are wide open. So punch it, punch it. Appreciate all my voicemail crew. Uh, anybody else has a voicemail, drop it. Let's go. Um, man, Hollywood Brown season top in the chat. Drop what you think his numbers will equate to top. 9 to 12, top 11 to 14. Give me like a 3 or 4 player range. 10 to 12, 10 to 14, or 11 to 15. Give me a range there. What's up? Player You're live range. on the Fantasy Football Show. What can 12, I do you for? 14, 
or 11 to 15. You might want to turn down the, the show. I can hear it in the background. What's, What's up, pal? Who is this? Is that Mateo? Is that Mateo calling up? <laughs> I love how so many people call in and then hang up. Like, it, it's just, I don't know if they get, they weren't ready or prepared or what. But, but dial back, Mateo. <laughs> He's like, that's my job. I'm calling into the show. This is Mateo. I heard you talking smack about me, Smitty. Mateo Durant in the house. Uh, Matt says wide receiver three at best. Wide receiver three at best? You're talking about Hollywood? Really? You've got to like Hollywood more than that, bro. Zach Hurts will benefit from Hopkins suspension. That could be definitely the case. What's up, Hovey? Appreciate you being here, buddy boy. Top 24 at best. Somebody doesn't even like... You guys don't like Hollywood. What's going on here? What's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do you for? What's up, Smitty? What's up? I have a quick question. Um, I have the 101 and the 106. I'm going to go with Hall 101. Should I go with Jay or Alave? At who, the 106. Who, who are the calls? Who? Um, I want to know if I want to, should I go with Jay Will or Alave at 106? I mean, Jamison Williams is my number one wide receiver talent-wise and if the thinking's long-term. If you're a mix of the now and long-term, like you can kind of win now, then Garrett Wilson's safer. But to be honest, man... Part of me wants to say that Elijah Moore... Not Gary Wilson. Not Gary Wilson. Olave or James. Oh, I know. I heard you. I heard... I'm just merely saying Jamison Williams is my number one. So, if you're you're trying to argue Jamison versus Olave, I'm trying to explain how good Jamison Williams is to me. That, like, Garrett Wilson... I could see somebody ranking him number one, and I would rank him number one if my mentality was I need to win now. But Jamison Williams is so good... He could be. He's the only guy in this in this wide receiver class, in my opinion, that could be literally top five, six, seven overall for all wide receivers eventually. You know, and Detroit's doing some great things, bro. They're doing some great things. I mean, they don't have the quarterback in place that I think will help make J- Jamison Williams that good. I think that quarterback's not on the roster yet. But you can if you can have patience, man. Why not take Jamison Williams? I mean, a lot. Alave could take just as long to develop. What if Winston gets hurt? What if what if Winston's not fully ready? What if they've got to start over at quarterback in New Orleans? You know what I mean? Like, who's to say Alave's got even a better situation for the now than an injured, still recovering Jamison Williams? Yeah, I don't. I don't have. I don't rank Alave very high. I, I was looking at Will and or um, Sky, so I think I'm gonna go with um, Jay Will. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that think Thank he's going to be great, bro. I, I, I'm deep at running back already. I got um, William, Javante, I got Gibson, and I got ETN and some throw-ins. So yeah, I think I'm going to be. I think I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I, I mean, Thank I, you. I, Keep I up the good show, man. 
I love Jamison Williams, bro. I, I wouldn't hesitate to make him my my top wide receiver if my mentality's you know okay. I can I can wait on him. I can wait on him. And and, and even it, like I was saying earlier, even if you can't wait on him, everybody else kind of has questions. But you know maybe Christian Watson, like Christian Watson, doesn't have a lot of questions. Um, although maybe he does if you're thinking, well, what happens when A Rod leaves? You know what I mean? Like so, if we break down like everybody, look at Garrett Wilson. He's got Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore still could be the best wide receiver on this this roster. I think Garrett Wilson's got the slight edge, maybe. But, I mean, Elijah Moore might put everybody's doubt to rest and be like, I'm not letting go of this job. I'm sorry. Um, and, and, and Garrett Wilson could still be productive, but maybe he only reaches Hollywood Brown Heights. Um, Drake London doesn't really have the passer in place. Maybe Ritter's the real deal, maybe not, but a, a quarterback change is going to happen at some point. And I just don't know that London has a for sure locked-in situation either. Then you look at Alaves, I just mentioned. Winston, I, I'm not trusting that long-term. I mean, nobody has, like Sky Moore has a good quarterback situation, but like you don't know what's going to go on there. The way that they... The way that play, you think a player is going to play in KC could be different than, than it actually ends up, you know, unfolding. So, like, I don't know, man. I just take the pure talent because everybody's kind of got a little bit of a question mark. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with Jay will because um, I'm, I'm deep at um, wide receiver, too, and I can put him on attack because it's a, it's a two-quarterback dynasty. So Trust your I'm gut. put him... Yeah, I'm a, I'm going with Jay Will. Thank you, man. And yeah. keep up the good work. Appreciate you, man. Call back if you if you got another one later. Yep. 602-635-3664, otherwise known as NFL Dong. Dial up. Talk to your boy Smitty. Ask a question. Let's go. Um I know a lot of you love Drake London, and I'm not saying he's gonna bust. I'm not saying I don't like him. I just think that he's got such a Tougher, I think, road to consistent volume than than people are making it out to be. You know, the case like he's Ritter may be the real deal. Once he gets in there, I can get excited about him maybe, but I don't think Mariota is going to get the football to London and Pitts and Patterson, and I just don't see it. What's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I help you with? Smitty, what's up, man? Who's this? I have a, um, this is Mario. Mario! Yes, sir. What's up, man? Uh, I want your opinion on something. So, we have a plethora of wide receivers this year. What do you think on drafting running back heavy? This uh, year? can you be more clear? Uh, like, I, I'm a best player available guy. <laughs> So like I, yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna so, take a position just to take a position. Like I'm taking the best player available. When all things are very close or equal or super, super close, I could lean position, but I'm not somebody ever, ever, bro, that's ever gonna tell you to come out running back, running back. You have to do this robust RB. I literally will tell you to go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver if I feel like you're hitting right. home okay. runs at every single one of those picks. Okay. Yeah. So I was just thinking, you know, I have the sixth overall pick uh, in my redraft league. And I believe my second pick would be what, like the 12th or 14th, something like that. 
So I was thinking maybe like Henry and then maybe a Brees Hall early and then end up having, you know, Hollywood Brown fall in my lap, A.J. Brown, something like that, and then eventually get, you know, uh, Josh Allen the third or fourth round, Patty Mahomes. So you have pick, like you have pick number six, you said? Yeah, pick number six. In a 10-team or 12, or what was it? It's a it's a ten team. Yeah. So I mean, like, my favorite approach would be if you don't get Najee. Like Najee sometimes falls that that far. It's weird, but if you don't get Najee, yeah, I, I'm going Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. And then in round two, I love Javante Williams. Um, Brees Hall would oh, be course. fantastic in round two. I would try and get Brees Hall in round three if you can, or Javante in round three. Like, imagine coming out with Jamar Chase, Brees Hall, and Javante. Or Jamar Chase, Javante, Brees Hall. You know. Okay, yeah. See, that's what I need to hear. <laughs> yeah, or... With all this wide receiver talk, I know these guys are going to fall. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I know, you know, Hollywood Brown, he may fall. You know, maybe even I might be lucky enough to get A.J. Green. You know? My man Bruce, you know? If you're bringing out A.J. Green, he might get taken out. <laughs> yeah, maybe you'll be lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep our fingers crossed, Mario. This is Mar you said Mario, right? I don't know. Yeah, this is Mario. Okay, yeah. Let's keep our let's hope, man. Let's just hope you get you get know, AJ man. Green. You get AJ Green, you're I'm kinda late. <laughs> Everything's gonna be okay. There we go. Alright. No, but Thanks, like think baby. about it. You get you get Jamar Chase and then you get double RBs that, that feel like you're going robust running back anyway. Like Javante and yeah. Hall. You know, and even Walker yeah, would no. be good. I think Walker is going to start commanding, commanding, not just going in the third round, but commanding third round value very soon. No, absolutely. So, I mean, absolutely. like. I love, I love Walker. I yeah. love Walker. I love Yeah, that. go Javante and Walker as your running back one and two and take Jamar Chase in round one. I mean, you're in a 10 team league, so it's more likely to happen for you than in the 12 team. So, yeah. Yeah. Then get, a then get AJ Green off the waiver wire. You're good to go. Uh, oh, no way. No shot. AJ Green, at least round three. Come on. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you, Mario. Call back if you have another question. Uh, okay. Great. Thanks, buddy. Later. Mario! Call in 602-635-3664, otherwise known as 602-NFL. Dong like the sound of a bell. Dial it up. What's up, Michael K. CPA, the number one super chatter of the year so far in a single show. I dare somebody to knock him off. He dropped a 199 spot in a single show, and his name will remain at the top left corner of pretty much every live stream we do until somebody knocks him off. So somebody grab a hold of it. Somebody grab a hold of it. Uh, let's see here. Hopkins, does anybody think Hopkins will be a value? I know a lot of you probably do. We already talked about it a little bit. Hopkins a value grab in 2022 fantasy football upcoming drafts. And if he is a value grab in the chat, drop me a prediction on what round Hopkins will go in that feels value. What's up, T Tanner? Where have you been? Tanner, I appreciate you being here, but because... You haven't showed up in so long. 
take a nice healthy lap. That's a good lap, Tanner, because we've missed you. So come back around more often. Uh, Aaron says that uh, Hopkins will be a steal. Round six, round seven. I could get behind that. Round six, round seven feels about about right. I'd say round seven, round eight, actually. I don't like round six. I more agree with uh, this one right here. Let's see, where is it? Like Round eight, I like that. Round eight, I like that. Round seven is okay. I don't think I could go any earlier than seven. I can't go round six. Um, yeah, I, Matt, I wouldn't go round six. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say negative on that. No round six for there's too many good options there. Hoping casuals will take him in round three. No one's taking Hopkins in round three unless they completely forget. Uh, dial in 602 NFL dong 602-635-3664. Do it live. Do it now. Let's roll. I'm trying to see if I can save some of these names in here when they call in. Then I can know who, who called. Let's see here. I don't know. I'll have to try and save it later. Um, Mark Andrews, that's a great question, Mark. Um, or Michael, sorry, Michael asked that one. Michael, KCPA, all in on Mark Andrews. I like Mark Andrews, but I'm still a weight on a tight end type of drafter. I, I like Dawson Knox, Dalton Schultz, Pat Fryermuth, Albert O. Those are all guys that I'm taking later. What's up, pal? This is the Fantasy Football Show. You are live. Who am I speaking with? What's up, dude? It's Tanner. Tanner? What's up, Tanner? Hey, what's up, Smitty? Appreciate you being here. Where you been? Not much, brother. Where you been? Ah, oh, dude, I've been working my butt off. Okay. That's valid. at work. That's valid. So, I'm probably going to have to take another uh, lap on this one because I'm sure you've covered it in past videos. But, uh, Javante... Is he uh, is he worth a keeper this year? That's a little vague, Tanner. Is he worth a keep like keep, uh, keeper? I, what? Like what are my uh, options, Tanner? I got him in the what the seventh, I believe. Yeah, I'm going to say that's a home Last run, year? Tanner. Like here, here's the deal. All right. We now have to value him in redraft in dynasty and keeper. It's not that much different. So, like in, in, in a situation where you can keep them year in, year after year in the seventh, I don't know if it does. Does it does right. your keeper value go down around every year? No, no, it's a redraft. So you keep them as a seventh rounder the next year, the next year if you want. Correct, but you can only keep them one year. Okay, so then it's okay. So Javante needs to be looked at like he's a. 18 to 20 overall player or 15 to 20 overall player. Some people won't let him fall that far. Sometimes you'll see him. You'll see comments in here, Tanner, that are like, I won't touch him. I'll maybe grab him in round three. Or, hey, Smitty, Javante in round three might be a good deal. Like, you'll see a bunch of casuals say that or somebody that just hates Javante or whatever. But then you'll see other people that come in and say, he didn't even fall that far. He fell to eight in my draft. So it's tough to know. 
And a lot depends on your league. Maybe your league isn't even that versed in what's going on. Maybe your your league might have so many magazine drafters that they have no idea that people are even freaking out about Melvin Gordon. In fact, they may not even known that Melvin Gordon got re-signed or was gonna sign somewhere else. You gotta you gotta keep in mind, you have to literally be embedded in this to have felt the Melvin Gordon shock. And that and that goes to show right. that's proof that it's a nothing burger for the most part. Because if somebody that never heard anything, let's say they were in a coma, let's say you were in a coma until right now and you woke up, you wouldn't look at Melvin Gordon as much of a threat at all. You would look at Melvin Gordon much like you looked at him in February. Because Tanner, answer honestly, when Melvin Gordon was probably going to return, but there's a little hope that he could go somewhere else before free agency started, you still had Javante in the top 10 overall, didn't you? Oh, yeah. And, and, and who was the quarterback at that time? It wasn't Russell Wilson, was it? No. Okay, sure. so let me get this straight. And this is not a, a, to, against you, Tanner. I'm just making a point. You get Russell Wilson as an upgraded quarterback situation. Your team's now going to live in the red zone. And you're no different than before in February when you thought Melvin Gordon might stay on the roster anyway, and now he's not number 18 to 24 overall, people are out of their mind, Tanner. And I, it's 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 Christmas season right now. This is a gift. Melvin Gordon's the biggest gift to fantasy football that we've seen in a long, long time. And yet everybody just looks at it like, you can't possibly think it's a good thing for Javante to have Melvin Gordon. And then I just scratch my head and then I ask, what are you talking about? I'm not saying that I prefer Melvin Gordon to be on the roster if I could choose and it didn't matter where I was drafting Javante. What matters is Javante's draft value, if it goes from four or five overall without Melvin Gordon on roster and it goes down to 18 to 25 with Melvin Gordon on the roster, the cost of entry by far. That situation at 18 to 25 is by far more advantageous than drafting Javante by himself with no Melvin Gordon on the team at four or five. It's just logic. It's practically science, right Tanner. Um, it sounds like science. It sounds like science, doesn't it? But yet people. Yes, it does. But people like to to confuse matters because we're human beings, Tanner, and we get our expectations up, our hopes up. And then we get kicked right in the nads and our expectations get deflated. And we thought he was gone. He was gone. Now he's not gone. Now it's, oh my God, Melvin Gordon's so good. Like in February with no Russell Wilson and Melvin Gordon likely to be on the roster. Just a small hope that he could leave. Everyone loved Javante. Everything's been upgraded. But the fact that Melvin didn't leave, you thought he might. And now he's 18 to 24. It's a gift. Tanner, and so to answer your ultimate question, seventh round value is a steal for somebody you're drafting at 15 to 18. But make no mistake, he is a 15 to 18 overall ranked player right now. That means that usually people will say, Tanner, okay, Smitty, totally, totally hear you. I'm on board. We're on the same page. And then they lean in, Tanner, and they say something like this. So uh, do I still take him at four overall? No, no, he no longer falls anywhere near four overall, or I mean, he falls way past four overall. He falls to 18 to 20. If you don't take advantage of it, 
You're literally punting Christmas. Christmas is here early and you're punting it. You don't you you don't want anything to do with it. You don't even want any presents. No, Tanner. No. I love Christmas. I lo- who doesn't love Christmas, Tanner? <laughs> All right, you got anything else for me? Right on, brother. No, I'm good right now. I just been scratching my head on the Melvin Gordon situation. So Scratch no more. Clarity to it. Yeah, take advantage. I mean, I it does. Like that. here, let me let me just leave you with this, Tanner. It does suck for someone in your situation where it doesn't do you any good. You have you have Javante already, so it's not like this news is right. great for you in your scenario. But I mean, ultimately, you need to keep him. He's the man. Definitely. Yeah. All right. I call, appreciate you, brother. Call back if you have another question later, Tanner. Yeah, we'll do. Dial in if you have a question. I saw a couple of calls come through while I was on that call. Dial in again. I'll, I'll answer you. This Javante Williams stuff is just, it's got me. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Hey, this is Bethel. Hey, Smitty. It's who? Bethel, man. Beth, what's up, pal? Good, how are you? I'm good, man. Um, I got a quick question. Um, so it seems like you uh, value like DK and Jalen Waddle over like guys like Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, despite the quarterback play. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I could go back and forth on all those guys, you know. To be honest with you, so like, do I do I draft DK and Waddle ahead of Keenan Allen and Evans? Yeah. I do typically, you're right. You've got me pegged pretty good there. But is it like a big difference to me? No. Like if I had Mike Evans and someone said, I'll give you Waddle for him, I wouldn't just punch the button and say, yeah. Like I would think about it. And and you posing it like that, you know, I have to say, like I I, I think Keenan Allen could be the top player out of all those those four guys. I think Mike Evans could be the top guy out of all four of those guys. So they're really kind of neck and neck. Waddle is just a better prospect, but like he's in a cloudy situation. So Waddle might be that guy that we talk ourselves into liking more than Evans, and we shouldn't. So I mean, you bring up a good point, and, and to be honest with you, uh, I feel like uh, I probably overvalue Waddle sometimes in mock drafts. Sometimes I think I'm holding on to the value he used to have, and I'm just being honest when I draft Waddle, because if if he'll he'll were to go down, he'd go nuts. Um, Part of me also right. still wonders if, uh, and if we're talking like dynasty, especially that the two is not there for just more than the one year, and then they have a, a, a bigger pass from there. They bring it, they bring in a, a Tom Brady, or they do something crazy. But um, Keenan Allen could be Keenan Allen's a little injury prone, and you wonder when he's going to fall off. But he could be the number one wide receiver out of all four of them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think uh, I like the quarterback situations a little bit, but the talent wise, you know, I. I do like Waddle and DK as well, too. I was just kind of curious. And God, Godwin coming off that ACL injury, like Evans could have a big year, you know, as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. Um, I still love Waddle. I still feel like Waddle's the best prospect, but maybe his situation isn't going to allow him to be as consistent as we want. You know what I mean? Like he could definitely be a, a low-end wide receiver one. His talent is that good. He's that good of a talent. And they could run him... Like, I guess the one reason I keep holding out hope that he's going to be better than Evans, like, that's why I take him over him, 
is that I feel like McDaniel, who was a big architect of Debo Samuel's wide back role, is going to use Waddle not up the gut, but a lot in in you know two hundred something yard rushing yards, uh, two or three rushing touchdowns on the year, just making him like a, a total weapon, and and I think that's what he is. But I think with Tyreek Hill in that in that same potential situation, McDaniel might do what I recommend the Niners do in twenty twenty two which is use multiple players in the wideback role and confuse defenses even further. Because the wideback, when Debo confused a lot of defenses, it was really hard to game plan for it because it was the first time we really saw the wideback like emerge to the degree it emerged in San Francisco. And if you take it a step further, and I think Mike McDaniel might do that because he's assembling multiple players that, that resemble Debo Samuel's kind of ability, um... I think you could see Waddle and Hill both doing a lot of wide back. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, and I t- yeah, yeah. I typically do auctions, so I actually like the value of DK and Waddle over because Evans and I think Allen will go a lot higher, a lot more money. You know. So yeah. I like that. I like that value. Yeah, but but you're you're not wrong. Like safest wide receiver you name probably Mike Evans. Second safest wide wide receiver right. you name probably Keenan Allen. Um, right. Uh, second safest wide or third safest wide receiver might be DK, and then the fourth might be Waddle. But Waddle's got so much ability; it's it's hard. It's a tough it's a tough call. Awesome, thanks. Uh, yeah, appreciate you, too. Good, appreciate you too. You what? I appreciate you. Yeah, call you. call back if you have another question. I appreciate your question, man. It was a good one because you know it got me thinking about where I really value Mike Evans. I'm I'm undervaluing Mike Evans, like. Honestly, if I did a mock draft right now, I would probably think strongly about your question, and I'd probably say, you know what? Let's try Mike Evans in round three. Let's see how we feel. Awesome. All right, later. It's a good question. You know, it's it's. I'm just being honest. Like I don't know. I don't know that Waddle feels like a safe third pick. Like I mock draft it sometimes because. You know, you want to have a good wide receiver, but like in the end, at the end of the day, am I taking Waddle as my third drafted player? Probably not. Right now, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What's up? Hey, what's going on, man? Who's this? No, this is Sean. Sean, what's up? What's going on, man? I don't have a question. I just wanted to do a little Hollywood brag real quick since I saw your topic. Do it. But uh, yeah, man, you think it's top ten now? Uh, you know, I. I put that out there not not as like clickbait or anything, just like as a question. Like it's a question. I want to know if if you guys think that. I personally think. I think he can play like a top ten to twelve wide receiver for six games, and then I do wonder what it looks like when Hopkins is back. Not that Hollywood Brown would take a step back from the top wide receiver role, but his volume most certainly will get dialed back. He's also going to be overworked, I think in that beginning part of the year to account for no, no Hopkins. So you got to wonder like, will he stay healthy? Yeah, sure. He's had trouble staying healthy. So I don't know in the end that I feel like he's going to be worthy of a top 10 to 12 rank, but could he like flirt with top 10 to 12 numbers from time to time for big chunks of games and then ultimately finish 14? Yeah, I think it's possible. What, what, what do you, where do you have him? Are you a Cardinal yeah. fan? No, I'm just a Hollywood Brown owner. You know, I got into Dynasty last year for the first time, and it was to take over an orphan team. And one of my receivers was Hollywood, and I've been trying to sell him. Like, 
all the way since last September to like a week ago. I almost traded him for DJ Moore, and then, you know, I thought about it for a second. I was like, you know what, Hollywood's the man. I'm going to keep him. And then a few days later, he got traded to the Cardinals, and I was definitely feeling nice about that. You know, I had to throw it back to the to league mates about that one. But then, you know, but the cherry on top, I think another part to this, you know, Hopkins thing is, you know, I have Zach Ertz, too. And he's been the most disrespected dude on my fantasy team by my league. So <laughs> yesterday I put him on the trade block. And, you know, if he start clowning him, like, he's a bum. And he's all right. But I think now with this Hopkins thing, he, he for next year, for just this season, I would say Ertz should be, like, number four for just this season. So do you think you – know, um, I would put, like – Do you do you think that uh, – so you you were trying to get rid of Hollywood Brown. Can you watch, Can you see my screen right now? Are you watching the on YouTube as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put a picture up. This is you. You're on the right side of this photo. This is you, as you've been trying to trade Hollywood Brown away, and then Hollywood Brown gets traded to the to the Cardinals. And this is you. This is you. You're the guy on the right. You're shaking. You're like you, you, I'm coming like a second behind you, but yeah, yeah. Just this is you on the right. You're on the right. You ended it. Ended up working out for you. Now you got Hollywood Brown. You didn't mean to, but you look like a genius. Uh, you get on the right side of the pick. Yes, there. Yes, yeah, that's there, you. Yeah. You didn't know it. You didn't know it was coming, but they're celebrating you anyways. What a what a genius move! This GM kept Hollywood Brown. <laughs> he's been yeah, trying to deal him, love. and now now he's balling. Um, yeah, yes, I, I like Hollywood a lot. I like Hollywood a lot. I, I'm a Cardinal fan. I'm in Arizona, and I was critical of that trade. Very critical because I thought we had more time with Hopkins, and we still do. I mean, six games is six games, but. You got to wonder how Hopkins will respond when he comes back, and he, you know, he's injured yeah, all he'll last do his year. Thing. I mean, it's a great move. The Cardinals knew what was going on though, because to pull this off, get a veteran in that can replace Hopkins right away. Like in the end, it, would you trade Hopkins for Hollywood if you were running things in Arizona? I would think most people would because Hopkins is getting toward the end of his career. Um, yeah, so like, exactly. had that trade made straight up, everybody would be like, upgrade the Cardinals, upgrade the Cardinals. But like I was telling you about this yeah, Javante yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 upgrade that weird receiver. Yeah, human beings are weird, bro. They're so weird. Every single person weird. watching very, right very now, exactly. if they traded Hopkins for Hollywood, they would say upgrade. But now because exactly. they were both there and Hollywood and Hopkins gets removed, it's, oh my God, disaster. Human beings, I have a psych degree, bro. I have a psych degree, and this stuff, it, it entertains me beyond no means. There's, what, there's people are saying disaster about Hollywood being the only guy now or something? Just that, like, the Cardinals are falling apart when when you would have made this trade straight oh, up. Right. And, and I don't and I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, they have the connection, which I didn't know about at first. So that makes it, like, the, the yeah. college connection between Murray and Brown. The, the Cardinals, you know, pretty clutch. They're better off offensively now than they were last season. Even with Hopkins out. that That's the funny part. That's the psychology behind it. That's the crazy part about it. That people don't, they can't see the big picture. They can only absorb what's right in front of them and the expectations they have. And they don't realize right. that no, you would trade, you would have traded, you would have traded Hopkins straight up for Hollywood. I'm not saying we then we would have the the 23 overall pick and I get all that, but it, it's just hilarious. Like Hollywood's going to be fine. Rondell Moore, I think between Hollywood and Rondell Moore and AJ Green, um, who I don't expect a ton from AJ Green, 
but the three of them together should easily be able to absorb everything um because I don't think Kyler's going going to throw that you know to the to the tune of like you know what Josh Allen's going to throw or something like you can't like he's going to run a lot the offense will run the football a lot like it'll right. be fine the question is what happens when when Hopkins comes back right right yeah he'll he'll come back into his thing but I think by then Brown will have secured himself like a real strong role in there too so they'll be like almost in like a committee for number one Alright, bro. Last any other any other questions? Nah, man. Appreciate that. Hollywood love it. It's like seeing it. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Yeah, call in any time, man. Appreciate you. Alright, man. Have a good one. Later. Alright, one more call. One more call, then we're shutting the phone line down. Uh do I think that uh, Arizona Vamp wants to know, do I think Arizona knew about it? I do. I do. It sounds like it. To make that trade, to trade for a veteran that you got to worry about paying doesn't sound like a move. Like doesn't sound like a move. Like here's the thing: it makes so much sense after the fact. Why would the Cardinals try and please Kyler when he's not even under contract by trading away future to to bring in Hollywood when they are passing up on future talent that they can groom and get a, a young rookie and a young contract? They're not even sure what Kyler Murray's going to be doing this year. Now it makes sense. They had to try and fix this the best way they could with Kyler on roster. Uh, what's up, man? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Oh, you're talking to the Bruce. The Bruce! What's up, the Bruce? Hey, what's up, Smitty? Hey, I got a question. With Hopkins being suspended, how does this push up all the other receivers' value, like Diggs, and are people going to panic and say, hey, now I got to draft one of these guys earlier? Good question, the Bruce. I think typically that kind of knee-jerk react- reaction happens from when a player gets removed from the fantasy football board and all the players ab- above them. So the fact that Hopkins was going like end of round three anyway, I don't think it touches anything above him. Uh, and, and it's so far down in the draft, I don't think much moves around. I don't think Hopkins moves the needle much for anybody. Uh, had like, uh, let's say, like when Gibson got hurt last year, pulled all those running backs up because he was going at like 12, 13, 14. Um, if, if let's say Tyreek Hill or Adams or um, a wide receiver like Lamb were to go down or get suspended or whatever, it would literally pull those second round players up and people start having this freak out effect. Yeah. But like end of the third round, top of the fourth, a guy like Hopkins who... Half of fantasy football doubted anyway. Half of fantasy football saw the value in a th- late third, early fourth round value. Um, I don't think it's impacting anybody. Okay, good question. Yeah. But yeah, I was, I was, I was freaking out. I'm like, oh man, everyone's gonna pull everyone up again. This happened last year with the running backs. I'm like, now it's gonna be with the receivers. Yeah. Hey, uh, is your mom there? Have your mom yell something in the background. Uh, she's sleeping. Oh, all right. Next time, oh, Bruce. Boy. Next time, I, I want to hear time. like a spank them boys in the background. Something, something for us. All right. Uh, I will. The Bruce. What do you got? Any other questions before we close the show down? Uh, yeah, I got one more. Um, remember how I told you the other day? I think during your thing, the guy wanted to trade the two point oh five for Cam Akers, and he said, "Wait for the guy to give you another value." 
well, the guy wants to put Javante in there for me now. Would you sell it now? He wants to give you Javante, and you only thing you got to do is give up Cam? Yep. Well, why and are you waiting? A cheap... <laughs> hey, I, hey, I said, because he was like, I have Melvin Gordon. And he was like, he's like, Melvin re-signed. He says, Javante, he says he's done. Melvin got more touches. Melvin okay, good. Yeah, whatever, whatever he says. But but have you, why hit the button? All right. Is, is, it, is the trade sure. sitting in front of you? Like you can actually execute this trade right now? Yeah, all I have to do is press accept. That's all I have to do is press accept. Hey. I said, I better ask me. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm going to wait right here. All right. All right. Let me press I, the accept button. I mean, what what would you... Yeah, I mean, Acres? No, bro, no. Um, I could be wrong about Acres, but I'm not going to be so wrong about Acres that Javante is not a steal in this trade. This is phenomenal. You literally almost got a... What, what, what were you almost going to get? A second-round rookie pick? What was it? A second-round rookie pick and uh, for Cam Akers. And now he's going to give you Javante Williams. For, you better hit that so fast, and you better pray that nobody vetoes that shit. That's crazy, bro. All right. Um, Appreciate you. All right. Thank you, Spencer. You, be- you better hit that button later. I will. Later. Bruce, man. That's an unbelievable trade. Unbelievable trade, Bruce. All right, phone lines are closed down. Appreciate everybody dialing in. Um, Man, the Bruce has got a deal of a lifetime. Saquon draft value with his new line. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going near him. So have at it. Have at it. Good luck to you, but I'm not going near Saquon. Saquon can't stay healthy. Offensive line improvements or not. Will will Danny Dimes even move the ball? Like, number one, Saquon can't prove healthy. He hasn't done anything in a long, long time from a consistent point of view. Number two, Danny Dimes is a running quarterback. He vultures rushing touchdowns. Number three, I just don't love the offense. It's not there yet. So they're not going to live anywhere near the red zone. That's number that's number three or four, whatever number we're at now. It's, it's, there's a lot of red flags. When there's multiple red flags, stay, stay away. Upside, yeah, I mean, he's got talent. He's always had talent, but he's so injury prone, man. He's so injury prone. It was so clear as day. Hit that hit that accept button. It's through. I The Bruce, I can almost guarantee you that people are going to have a problem with that trade. But they shouldn't. They should. You could argue. You could argue it. You could take that to to the fantasy football court. The Bruce, if they have a problem with it, bring it to the the fantasy football court. We'll take care of it. Because like you can't tell somebody they can't like Acres over Javante. I think it's a joke. I love I love Javante, but you can't tell somebody they can't like somebody over another player. That's what makes fantasy football trading fun. Vamp likes the phone line. At a boy, Vamp. All right, guys, I appreciate everybody watching. 75 of you in here, please hit that thumbs up, smash it. How many likes do we got? Hit that smash and pulverize that like button. Um, and Let's look at the news. Let's see if there's any other news that's breaking. So your boy Smitty doesn't have to immediately go live again because I didn't check while I was live and leaving. Um, the most recent news, according to all of the 
news peeps out there. We've got uh, more Hugh Jackson stuff with the NFL. Um, more on the NFL determination. Unlike Hugh Jackson's claims, the Browns did not tank games. We'll have to look into that. Remember when Hugh Jackson came on my show and tried to argue with me about that the, the Bengals weren't going to turn it around? And I told him, Coach, not only is this team division-winning material, but Jamar Chase is the only answer, the only player to pick. And Hugh Jackson blasted me on my own show. Unbelievable. What's up, C-Mac? C-Mac, did you want to dial in? Is that what you... You can dial in real quick if you want, C-Mac. The phone line is 602... Let me open the phone line if you want. You don't have to, and then I'm going to jump. 602 NFL Dong. 602... Um, 635-3664. see if C-Mac dials in real quick. You don't have to. No pressure. Let's see here. There's a reason you have a job and Hugh does Hugh does have a job actually. Hugh's a nice guy. He's a really nice guy, but he 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 tried to blast me on that bangle stuff. And I and I just, I just hit that out of the park. I hit a home run with my bangle predictions. Especially Jamar Chase, all the all the haters. You gotta protect Burrow, Smitty. Smitty, you have to protect Burrow. You have to. Alright. C Max got some moving to do, so we're gonna we'll close the phone line down. Mobile QB for Najee is wonderful. Yeah, I wanted Malik Willis though. It was a it was a gift. He kept falling. It was unbelievable. Uh let's see if there's any other news out there. Nothing. I don't see anything. There's not a whole lot of news on newswires right now. There's a little bit of Debo controversy. Um Debo reportedly still wanting a trade, but he's got no leverage, so people acting like he's gone. He's not gone. He's not gone. DK Metcalf, foot surgery, has resumed running. DK Metcalf had a screw removed from his foot in February, but appears well on track to be at full health for training camp. Entering the final year of his rookie deal, Metcalf has shown no signs of skipping workouts or holding out. At the same time, the Seahawks have no have not ramped up extension talks. I wonder if they've been waiting. Part of me wonders if he couldn't get necessarily pass a physical yet or something which is why he didn't get traded tough to say um the andre hopkins has withdrawn his appeal of his six game suspension already <laughs> hopkins is now officially uh missing the first six games of the 2022 nfl season for violating the nfl performance enhancing drug policy the timing of the suspension will allow hollywood brown to hit the ground running in his reunion with oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray. It will also give 2021 second round pick Rondell Moore an opportunity to lock down the role in the slot. Either Rondell or AJ Green will become a 
reserve once Hopkins returns. Not so fast, NBC Sports. Rondell Moore's got something to say about that. Rondell Moore could be a baller, and maybe he doesn't let Hopkins grab a hold of that job. Yeah, he's a baller. He wishes he was a little bit taller, so do all you. But 5'8", benching the same amount. Of, I think he did like a 24, what was it, a 24 reps. What did Rondell Moore do on the bench? It was absolutely crazy. Rondell Moore bench press. Uh, it was, what was it? He can squat 600 pounds. He weighs 181 pounds. Um, his pro day was unbelievable. People don't realize he ran a 4.2940. He has a 42.5 inch vertical. Ran a 4.2940. Got his four year degree in two and a half years. Can bench press. What, what did he bench press? It was unbelievable. 24 times. I knew I was right on that number. 24 times this guy put up 220. 24 times. Anybody has the nerve to say Rondell Moore is too small or can't take a, a wide back from a wide receiver perspective, not up the gut, a wide back roll because he'll get hurt. He's too small. Rondell Moore bench presses 220, 24 times. He runs a 4-2-9-40, and he can out-squat pretty much every lineba linebacker and probably lineman in the NFL. Well, a lot of them at least, majority of them. 600 pounds is what this guy can squat. 600 pounds he can squat. Rondell Moore's a beast. Don't be shocked if if, if Hopkins comes back to a timeshare. And I, and I like Hopkins. I think Hopkins still has the potential to be a low-end wide receiver fantasy football wide receiver one. But he's also got the capability of never really returning to that because it's been over a year since he's really produced and he's going to sit out another six games. He's going to enter in. When players are suspended for that many games it's almost in a way like a holdout you know the way that a player comes back from a holdout and you're worried about him getting hurt coming back from a six game absence a lot of people say fresh legs i see i say i worry about injury even more so when you hold when you hold out or are suspended because you're, you're away from a lot of things you know what round would you take walker in a dynasty startup round two with ease hall in round one Walker at the tail end of one into round two, hopefully. I hope you don't have to spend first round value on Walker. I don't think you would. So until we see that, I'll readdress it if he does climb that high. But for right now, I'd say in round two, Walker should fall in round two. Uh, Jim Bob with a super chat. Jim Bob says, Hollywood comfortable being the number one? I think he is. I think he's got his quarterback. Thank you for the super chat, Jim Bob. He's got his old quarterback. His old college quarterback throwing in the football. These guys got good rapport. Uh, I think they'll fall in line really quickly. And I think that uh, Hollywood Brown very well, even if it doesn't continue on all year, very well could be a top five wide receiver in terms of uh, receptions. He could be a top five reception leader in the NFL and, and through six games. I mean, Kyler Murray's going to feed him. And Kyler Murray might, might develop in a weird way. This could be a blessing in disguise to have Kyler kind of like breaking... You're a strong, dominant arm, and you got to function with your, your left arm, and you become more coordinated. And then by the end of it, your arm's healed, and now you have two hands you can use. You know, I feel like Kyler, in the same way, losing Hopkins and learning how to throw without Hopkins, when Hopkins comes back after six games, maybe 
Kyler Murray grows in some weird way and benefits from the fact that he had to move on without Kyler. And now when Kyler comes back, it's gravy. And now he can throw to Hollywood. He can throw to Ky- you know, to Hopkins. And he just develops you know, a little differently than he would have had Hopkins stayed on the roster. So maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Maybe I'm justifying it because I'm a Cardinal fan. I don't know. I don't think I am. I think I'm being objective here. Hey, Smitty, your thoughts on Zach Ertz with, uh, yeah, now that uh, Hopkins is out. I like Ertz a lot. I like Ertz a lot. I don't think the rookie comes in and takes really anything away from Ertz. I think Ertz can benefit. Um, I think Rondell Moore benefits a lot. I hope that happens with Brown. I just think it's dangerous to assume that. I don't think it's dangerous, Mr. B, because no one's no one's investing heavily in Rondell Moore whatsoever. So it's it's kind of a kind of a, a low risk or no risk situation. AJ Green sleeper. I suppose I'm not banking on it, but I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out at all. I saw Rondell Moore play in person at Purdue. He's legit. He is. He's an absolute monster. And when I when I say monster, I mean a five foot seven, five foot eight monster. He's he's a beast, dude. So strong, so smart, so intelligent. Got his four year degree while playing college football. Got his four year degree in two and a half years. His last semester, I want to say, his last semester, his last semester. I think he took over like twenty four credit hours in his final semester while finishing playing his final college football season. The most important college football season he had, the most impacting, his most busy college football season. He literally took like 20, 20 something, 22 to 24 credit hours, I think is what it was. Unbelievable to do all that while you're playing football. While you're playing football, this kid's intelligent and absorbs everything. So get ready, get ready. Appreciate every single one of you in here. Um, I can't thank you guys enough. The channel's growing so much. I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying being here with you. I love that we're Monday through Friday. That was such a great move. Um, We shortened the show down to one hour and went Monday through Friday. I think it's been monstrous for us. Um, We've been consistent. You know, the fact that you can count on me 7 p.m. Eastern every single day, I think, is huge. Um, I would like to eventually... um, potentially someday have have even another show you know maybe a more um, uh, afternoon show early afternoon show and the 7 p.m show who knows but for now we're, we're trucking along we do a live stream anytime there's breaking news anytime there's breaking news your boy smitty goes live as soon as hop as soon as the hopkins news was announced i went live emergency live streams whenever there's breaking news i want you to think of me when anything breaks that's big smitty's live right now Let me go jump on YouTube and I answer every single comment. So ask a question in the comments.